because when I dance, boy, I I don't feel fat or this or ugly or old or whatever. I just connect to God and I connect to that energy. And because music is my favorite thing in the whole world and the love of my life, it's just that connection to music and to become music, move, moving music. So when you, when I dance, I'm there. I'm like in that place of godlike connection, you know, in that place where you feel it. Zenya here. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited for you to be joining me today as we chat with our guest, Irene Rubinsky. Irene is a dancer and dance teacher, and she has an incredible story that I am super excited for. But before we dive into today's episode, just a quick reminder to please subscribe to the show. Whether you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, press that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on episodes. And head on over to patreon.com slash to join the fam and help keep this show going every single week and get access to exclusive content, behind the scenes content, and early access for my music and writing. Again, that's patreon.com slash X-E-N-J-A. Your support means the absolute world to me. And now it's time for some shameless self-promotion. Have you heard my new electronic EDM single, Running With Wolves? If not, head over to zenya.bandcamp.com to listen to and purchase this moody, mystical single that tells the story of a lone wolf breaking free of all the external noise to let her inner light radiate outwards and stay tuned for the kick-ass music video happening soon born in buenos aires argentina irene began dancing at the early age of three she studied modern ballet and jazz in argentina and dancing became her passion throughout her teens she appeared on television and the stage before eventually teaching dance In 1991, she relocated to Los Angeles, and in 1994, along with co-owner and celebrity dance and aerobics instructor Madonna Grimes, Irene opened her first dance studio in West Hollywood, California. Within one year, her dance studio became the studio of choice, providing celebrities and locals with the hottest and best instructors and the most innovative classes. In 1997, Irene started a very successful career at Gold's Gym as the group exercise director, overseeing seven different locations and over 200 instructors all over Southern California. In 2012, Irene decided to change gears yet again and became the manager of Talent Lab, a kids dance studio in Westlake Village, and then in 2017 at Edge Performing Arts Center in Hollywood. A year later, Irene decided to pursue a professional dance career, and she recently appeared on the award-winning Amazon Prime show Transparent, and has been featured in Shape Magazine, Los Angeles Times, Inside Edition, Extra, and Good Day LA. Irene has instructed students worldwide, including in Japan, Korea, South America, and throughout the United States. And you can find her teaching the Latin Jazz Fusion class she created at Edge Performing Arts Center in Hollywood and at Equinox around Los Angeles. 
Oh my gosh, girl, you are such a force. Like literally reading that, I was like, is there anything she hasn't done? But I'm just like, I'm so amazed by you. You're such an inspiration to me. And I'm so glad you're here today to chat with us. Yay. I'm so excited too. Thank you for having me. And, you know, it's kind of funny because you forget what you've done. So hearing you read my bio, I'm like, oh shit, that's a lot. (laughs) It is. It seriously is. And like, I I cut that too. Like there is stuff that you sent me that I didn't read. I know. know. It's really long. Well, that's called being old, you know. (laughs) Don't tell people. Well, when you're like 54, you know, you've done quite a few things. That's what people usually say. You've done so much. I'm like, I'm old. I've tried a lot of things. That's the beauty of age, you know. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. So, yes. So, it's exciting. Exciting. Yeah. All right. So, can we start with your early dance days? You started dancing at three and have basically like never stopped, which is amazing. I was put in dance at three and I hated it. Like I seriously cried every single time, which I look back on now and I'm kind of like disappointed in myself because I love dancing. But now my dance style would charitably be called interpretive. So (laughs) nothing wrong with that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But can you just tell us like how you fell in love with dance? Were you at the studio every single day? What just what were your early dance days like? Well, I, you know, this is Argentina. So we didn't have like what you envisioned today. Uh, By the way, I will be, I'm so jealous of what the kids can have these days in this country when it's called dance because they can go for four hours and do five different styles of classes and, you know, parents could drop them off and four hours later come pick them up. So, and they can just do anything and everything and be there every day. I, that, that's not what Argentina in the 60s was, you know, <laughs> and early 70s. So I, uh, I liked I, I liked attention and I love music. So I would dance at home and I would want my mom to sit and watch me. And she was a businesswoman. She had no time. So she was like, okay, I need to put her in a class so she can like just not bother me. And we had my, um, my uh, neighbor underneath me because I, I lived on a, on a flat. Um, she was a ballet teacher. She was from Russia and she was a prima ballerina in Russia and came to Argentina. Now she like taught ballet in like the neighborhood dance studio Mm -hmm. and so she took me in she didn't my mom was like you need to take her in she's too young she's too young just take her in get her out of the house that's how I started with ballet which I'm not really a ballet person but I just love how it felt to move Mm -hmm. and I don't even know because that was a long time ago so I, I did ballet until I was 12 that's when she passed away my ballet teacher and I was devastated and I never wanted to do ballet again. And guess what? I've never done ballet again. Mm. And then I started the search for anything that was that would turn me on. And then it was the weirdest thing. I mean, I did tap. I suck at it. And I did, <laughs> you know, modern dance. That's what it was probably. And it's like be a tree or whatever. And I was like, no, that's not me. I can't be a tree or whatever. That's my kind of dance. <laughs> be a tree. <laughs> As I said, there's like people for everything. You have to have people that can do both. And then it was so weird. Um, I went into a na- my neighborhood and there was this jazz class. I've never done jazz. And it was this um, 
teacher, that she was a dancer. She was a British dancer who came with a circus, one of the circus from Great Britain, and met an Argentinian guy and fell in love and decided to drop the circus and stay. So she was just teaching dance in my neighborhood. And I went into like, just talk to me. Because it was jazz and it was like, you know, it was all the things that I just connect to me. So, so that is my, that's my soul. And it was amazing. And I was part of a dance little troupe and this and that. Um, but then Argentina went to war with the UK for the Falkland Islands and they kicked all the British out. And then I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So then I started searching for a decent jazz teacher in Argentina, but they were all awful. Because you imagine taking like that level where you take class from a professional from abroad mm -hmm. to some like local dance teacher. I was like, no. <laughs> and that's when I got into fitness because that was the beginning of the aerobics revolution. Okay. The cool. Jane Fonda, and it was like fun, <laughs> energized. And even though it was not dance, it just kind of connected something. Yeah. Um, because I, I was over there, you know, there's nothing there that's the same. So, so the experience is so different because here we have so much, you know, me managing a dance studio for kids, like with kids where they could literally have so many options. By the time they get to 18, they can be like already like professionals because they've mm -hmm. been like training since they're three or four or whatever. But that was not my experience. So, but, uh, but fitness is what brought me to LA. You mm -hmm. know, that th my first trips here were like to become an aerobic instructor back mm -hmm. in 1987. <laughs> I have to think. I'm like, what was that? 87. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, you, what? I wasn't even born yet. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, yes. And there was something called aerobic competitions, which was, um, it was like everywhere and it was on TV and it was like, um, different level, like three people or two or one. And they come, you know, and it was like, a routine to music and you win and whatever. And I got so into that because, you know, my dance and then the fitness and the energy. And so I got really into that. And that's, that's literally how I got here. Okay. Were you still a teenager during those? No, no I was tw I, I was 20 when I started coming to Los Angeles to, okay. to get, um, so my, my years in Argentina of dance were kind of like, I never thought I would be a dancer. It was just more like, you know, like to do something to do. Uh, my mom, who always wanted me to be skinny, was like, okay, exercise, you know. Mm -hmm. But for me, dance in um, Argentina is a very self, uh, like the body conscious. It's, everybody needs to be 100 pounds and size mm -hmm. zero and very crazy, very distorted. Yeah. Um, so for me, I never even crossed my mind that I could be a teacher or a dancer because I was never at size zero. I was a size six, mm -hmm. not even bigger than that. But a six with zeros is really big. You know what I mean? So it never even crossed my mind. It never crossed my mind. And also the, the people there were awful about that because I knew in every class that I was the best. And I think because I wasn't like the pretty skinny girl, like I developed that need to be seen. <laughs> I'm, mm -hmm. a I'm a Leo, yeah. by the way, so we need attention. <laughs> but when we're performing, it's like this desire, right, to be seen. And because yeah. usually when you see a 
bad person on stage, you automatically cancel them out hmm. and you just look for the pretty people. So I learned how to like really perform because yeah. I wanted so bad to people see me, you know? <laughs> so in a way it has been a blessing because I learned to, to really go for it and to really connect to the audience and to really demand attention instead of just like, look at me, I'm so pretty and I can do all these tricks and I just pretty. Uh, which is nothing wrong with that. And I'm jealous of those people, I just have to say. But it allowed me to develop, uh, you know, that, that thing, you know, that, that not that many people who are performers have, which is like connect to the audience and grab them and, and make them. Yeah, no, it's like you dance from the inside out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. I love that. Yes. So, um, so, you know, in, in that sense, it never even crossed my mind. I, not only that, but after my first trip here, when I went, came back to Buenos Aires, I was an aerobic instructor certified in the United States. That's huge. That's like huge for Argentina. Okay. So I would call gyms and be like, I just came back and I'm aerobic, I'm certified. And they're like, oh my God, yes. And I will walk in the door and they'll be like, oh no, we don't need anymore. I like, uh, we just talk on the phone and they were like, no. And I go, well, at least give me an audition. No, it's okay. So the whole country really was against me. I became like the best substitute teacher because my friends will like use me to sub their classes because they yeah. knew I was good, but nobody would give me a job. Mm. So the idea of having a job in the fitness or dance world was completely never in my head. Mm -hmm. It was always like, I love this so much. It fulfills my soul. Because when I dance, boy, I, I don't feel fat or this or ugly or old or whatever. I just connect to God and I connect to that energy. And because music is my favorite thing in the whole world and the love of my life, it's just that connection to music and to become music, move, moving music. So when, you, when I dance, I'm there. I'm like in that place of God-like connection, you know, in that place where you feel it. And, and, um, so I always, one way or another, never stop dancing, but not thinking that I would be like a serious dancer, mm -hmm. like the career I made here, never crossed in a hundred million years in my head while I was living there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So then what drove the decision to come to the United States and move to Los Angeles? Well, it was not even like a It was kind of like the weirdest thing. I, it was my fourth trip coming to train, even though I wasn't getting jobs there. But the idea was to escape over there and have this world here where wow. we take class with great teachers. That time was like so exciting. And, um, and, you know, I had a, a boyfriend for seven years over there, which wasn't going anywhere. I mean, it was going to like, I didn't want anymore. But you know, when you're so young and you've been forever, you everybody's expert, you get married. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm just gonna, no. I'm gonna peace out. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then like, I was in school, I was, uh, I was studying marketing at that time, but I wasn't really into it. And that was like my fifth career that I tried. I tried like psychology and like business and I was like no I didn't know I mean I was like what do you want to be when you grow up uh not any of this but I guess I have to do something <laughs> right yeah <laughs> uh, and um at that time I lived with my mother and she was a mess and we were five you know I was only 24 and um 
in Argentina, we don't have like roommates. You know, we, we you live with your family until you get married. Oh, and more back then, you know, it's just great. <laughs> so, um, so I came on vacation again to train with a friend who was like that particular trip, a bitch to me, <laughs> like, oh like God. silent treatment and like giving me like the, you know, just like that. It was all, I think like cosmically, it was preparing for this to happen because okay. I came on that trip with no idea or even anything. If you would have given me like, I'm gonna give you a million dollars are you gonna stay in the United States? I'd be like, what, are you crazy? <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was just literally that, like all the setup was good. Like boyfriend was an asshole. My mom was another asshole. The country was, an, it was all like everybody kind of against me. And then here through the years, I have met this gorgeous man who was the top aerobic instructor in the time, like videos and like travel the world. And, and we have become friends, friendlier, you know, like through the trips and he wanted to compete in aerobics and he knew my background and everything. And we were good friends. I mean, he was like gorgeous. And I, I, you know, he said in that trip, he's like, you should stay and live with me, no charge and just help me like train. And I was like, you want me (laughs) to live with you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was like, I was like, uh, and I went to sleep that night, and it was funny because me and my friend had a fight, so I had to go sleep in the couch. <laughs> and then when I woke up that morning, I felt this warm embrace, like an embrace of peace and certainty and clarity, and everything's gonna be all right. You need to stay, and it was just so. It was so peaceful and so I can't explain it because there was no question in my head, mm-hmm. you know, and at 24, I was very, you know, 24 now is a lot more, you know, advanced, but you know, back in the day we were still like, you know, I still live with my mom, you know, it's just like not that daring kind of person, but this feeling that I got and then with all the other things happening, you know, everywhere, I woke up and I said, I'm going to stay. Mm-hmm. And I called my mom. Sorry, I'm gonna stay. I called my boyfriend. I'm not coming back. And he's like, "You're not coming back in two months." No, I'm not coming back ever. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it wasn't even like that. It was like I'll stay six months. You know, at that time the visas only six months for visitors. I was like, I'll stay six months. Break up with this idiot. Clean myself from everything, and then and then go back. Yeah. You know, I didn't have an issue with money. I had money, so I didn't have to, like, worry about working. I didn't have to work. And I was with the gorgeous man. <laughs> what? Um, so, so I stayed. And, and it was always, like I said, six months. And then um, the six months became six months and six months. And I always said, you know, in the moment that this doesn't feel right, I, need, I can go home. Home is so much easier. Language, culture, papers family past I don't have a past here you know right I don't have friends that I could call from high school or from whatever I don't have family or you know you you don't have anything you're like from this moment on right you don't have anybody from behind you know from from your past so it's a lot harder because it's a lot harder to start in a new country 
but I, but again, it was so funny because I, as I didn't make, think about it, it was all like an adventure of like, whatever happens, happens because I didn't have any pre, you know, I didn't have like, Ooh, a plan or an idea of what it should be. I just was like clean canvas. I have no idea, but whatever it takes me, I'll go. And if it feels good, great. And if it doesn't feel good, I can go the other way because I don't have a plan. So sometimes I feel like when people have plans, said so hard they might get so stuck on going in one direction that they don't see that there's all these offers of things happening that could be a lot better Mm -hmm. because they're so stuck in their plan and then by the time the plan gets there because it could be five five years later you're a different person (laughs) you know what I mean like so so when people say when can I see yourself in five years I go yeah no (laughs) yeah same I'm like, I'm not a planner. I can't do it. I just, I have to go where the wind blows. Yes, because I, you know, if you believe in the universe or God or whatever you want to believe, there's like clues and signs. I tell you, all my life, God made better choices for me. I would even imagine for myself, including moving here. I never imagined, but it happened. Yeah. Because if you ask me, would you move to United States alone? No. Are you kidding? Why? (laughs) I'm very comfortable at home. But it happened because I was just open to the signs, like the sign of that embrace to like move, like to really like allow whatever was, you know, touching my heart and exciting my, my soul, like to, to make that decision based on that and not, no, I need to, I mean, I had a semester to finish. I could be marketing, you know, like I could, I was almost done with school. I was like, no, I'm not coming back. Well, it's like you were listening to your inner knowing, like you just knew and trusting that is just like, that was, that was key. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, uh, and exciting too, because it's just like, I mean, again, always like where things go are more exciting than what I can imagine. My imagination is not as creative as how the world or the universe presents my story next. It's very exciting. Yeah. You know, even now with all this craziness, I'm like, I'm excited to see what the future, because it might be a completely different story than what it was. My studio edge that you said, it closed and it might open, but I don't know that. And I might be pushing myself into a new career or a new whatever. And as it always have happened very exciting for me. I go, well, maybe it'll be really exciting. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. It's like how we get so afraid of uncertainty and change. And like, we just want everything to be rigid and go according to our plan. But it's just, that's not how it works. It really isn't. And like you said, things like better, bigger and better things are what the universe wants for us like we just don't know we have to like trust that totally and I I tell you that if you really trust that it's it's a beautiful ride because instead of fighting against the current you'll go with it you know Mm -hmm. a lot of people think if you think about life as a as a stream and you're like in a boat and you're going you're going with the current so it's nice and smooth right you're going with the, the, the the you know the the current is taking you yeah. Most of the people are turn around and they're going. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this life sucks. Why everything is so hard in my life? I go, uh, dude, 
turn around and let it take you. But people just love that sense of like victim and hardship and oh, it's so hard and life is so hard. I was like, if you're not happy, leave. If you yeah. don't care, go. If you're not, you know what I mean? But everybody just wants to fight. And then you're like, no, it should not be like that. Well, at least it hasn't been for me. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm blessed to know that that way of thinking or acting or living works. Mm -hmm. And it brings you a lot of happiness and peace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm the same way. I totally agree. Yeah, cool. Okay, can we talk about Latin jazz fusion? You created this style of dance. That's I epic. Know. So, okay. Well, what is Can you like explain okay. to me? What it is? So, yeah. so, so, okay. So, when I moved here, I, I was 24. So, I had a jazz background, a ballet background, and aerobics background. And everybody here was way better than me. I mean, all Americans are always better than anybody. You know, like we're behind so many years behind, you know, even, even like, like trends are six years behind in any country. So like when Zumba comes here in six years, when Pilates comes here in six years, like I was a Pilates instructor took, and I would tell my mom and it took six years to go, oh, Pilates, now I know. And I was like, I've been telling you, it's really <laughs> back then. It takes forever. All the countries take forever. It's really much later. So when I came here, um, I, didn't, I didn't think about teaching because everybody was way better, like I was a student. And then when I opened the, my dance studio, so, so one of, um, I make friends with one of the big choreographers that was like on that time, a super amazing teacher. And she's like, we should open a dance studio. And she knew I had money and she was famous. So I'm nobody, nobody knows me. I can barely, you know, I speak English a little bit. Okay. But she's like a, the face, right? The budget, amazing body. And um, and I had money and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Let's in I'm going to invest it because if I keep paying and doing nothing, I'm not going to do nothing. So we decided to open a dance studio in West Hollywood, which was amazing. But okay, listen to this story. This is great. So I put every single penny, okay? The last, literally the last penny I have. Oh my God. It's going to be a hit, okay? We're like... People are talking about it. We have the best instructors, the bus is on. We, on Saturday, we had the grand opening and we had a party and all the teachers danced and we did shows and order. And, you know, we had like, you know, TV and everything. And everybody was so excited. We knew we were going to kill it. So that's Saturday. Sunday night to Monday morning was the Northridge, Northridge earthquake of 94. Oh my God. 94 earthquake. It didn't um, affect the structure of the studio, okay. but it affected the city. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know you weren't probably born either there. So um, the, you know, the temporary one fell, broke. Um, we had curfews. We, there were like so many aftershocks that people were like shaking their sock. Like I, okay, so I'll tell you the story because it's okay. So I had people visiting because of the grand opening from San Francisco staying in our apartment. Uh -huh. So they were staying in the living room. So when the earthquake hit, they went crazy nuts. The girl wanted to jump off the fourth floor where we lived. Like it was crazy. I had to like slap her. It was just bananas. Okay. So I was that day, 
there was someone there that was too cold and didn't want the AC on and the window. So I took my clothes off. I never sleep naked. I just don't. But that day I was, and when the earthquake hit, I was naked. It was pitch black because at four in the morning, can't see shit. So I'm like trying to find something. I'm like, put like the worst. And then we ha- we left the house because we were so scared because it was shaking and shaking yeah. and shaking. So I was like in the worst outfit. I was like, I'm never going to bed naked again. I slept <laughs> with actual clothes for like three months. Yeah. How. how crazy it was the earthquake so obviously nobody wanted to go do dance or hip-hop or step class so the studio was horrible I mean but we had like to pay teachers to show up the teachers will show up and we're like okay we'll pay you 10 bucks just to be there and you're like no we had to pay the rent we had to pay like parking and so (laughs) it's so broke we were like dead and it took like three like it took like almost five six months for wow shift. it was the, it was that long it was that yeah. long. there was no help from the government like now we have help whatever but then it was like sorry mm-hmm. you're on your own so it was it was tough I think that that helped me now because now I'm a little more like you know when things are happening and people are forgetting I'm like all right I did this already so <laughs> I got this I got I know how to cut my hair and do this <laughs> and that you know um but that was tough. So when finally we went back to class to teach, when the studio started again, I was like, well, I had all those months to figure it out. And my partner, she was like, well, you should do something Latin, you know, that way you're different from everybody else. Because if you do what the Americans do, then they're better than you. Mm. So why don't you do something to make yourself different? And I was like, yeah, I'm Latin, but I, we don't do Latin dance in Argentina. Mm-hmm. It's where the land of the tango, you know? Ooh. So we're now the tango is not, you know, so she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do something like this is a cha-cha and this is a mambo and just put it together. And I was a good, obviously I was a good dancer and I had like low impact. I don't know if you remember, but you probably weren't alive, but low impact was like a style. And I was, I just put shit together. And I used like a lot of Gloria Estefan back in the day. She was like, Um, you know what I mean? And, um, and Ricky Martin was my my first love and all that. But then I started to put like, you know, like classes together that look a little more fitnessy. Um, okay. But I had like, she said, do something Latin. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I am, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I never been trained in anything Latin because Argentina, we don't do salsa or anything like that. So it's kind of funny, but that allowed me to be different. Yeah. But nobody could like compare me. You know what I mean? Which was very mm-hmm. smart and still is because it's not like, okay, a jazz class to a jazz class or a contemporary class to lyrical, you know, who's better, which is stupid because everybody's different. But but it was like, well, nobody's doing what I was doing because any Latin was at that point partnering. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't teaching partnering. I was teaching like choreography. Yeah. So So that's how I started. So the name of my class switched. My first name was... Latin groove. Hmm. And then when I moved from, um, from my studio to, to um, Goldstrom, it went to Latin grind. Okay. Then I don't know why I decided to call it fire. Hmm. And fire was feel, imagine, rejoice, express. I love that. Yeah. So I wanted people to, to feel the music, to, to imagine, because we use imagination with like, with, 
our movement, we imagine how things are, and then enjoy, you know, obviously uh, rejoice and express yourself. So that was it. And when people say, what do you teach? I go, I teach fire. Yes. Oh, oh my God. I'm obsessed I did that you. forever. Oh my God. And people were like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and because I took that while I was at uh, Gold's Gym, I, I felt like I did, couldn't take the name with me even though I'm sure it wouldn't have been a big deal. So also when I left Ghost Gym, which I was for 15 years, I had to start kind of from scratch because I had this huge following inside Ghost. But then I, I was out again in the world and I was like, okay, I guess I, boy, I get to, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> something else so people are like what what do you teach fire what is that well it's like latin jazz fusion and i went well maybe i should just call it latin jazz fusion so then it's descriptive because it has the latin style but the jazz you know like turns and chasses and padres so there's a base of like dance and then the fusion because sometimes the music is a little more hippity hop and i can just break it down yeah. and sometimes it's more stylized and sometimes it's more so i like the word fusion because then you're not really married to any style where you can yeah. just fuse them all together to them to just tell the story with the song it's all about the song i am obsessed with that but yes, yeah, so Latin jazz fusion um, started. It it became, and I always say um, I really want to make Rick, Ricky Martin one day because I have to thank him because my class was very fun. But when La Vida Loca came out in '99, that song, it was so specific that I had to change the way I choreographed hmm. in order to do that song, and I had to teach it differently in order to choreograph it that way. Mm-hmm. And it shifted completely um, the direction of my class because now, before it was like, okay, you have always music behind and you're like adding on and adding on. But with La Vida Loca, it was so specific that I had to turn the music on to teach the A count. Huh. And then put the music that, only that song. Before it was like, I can teach with any music, like, you know, whatever is in the background and you just keep moving. Yeah. But with, with that song, you had to teach to that song. Yeah. So that was the, the first change of my class because then suddenly I was like, okay, this is more dance. This is less fitness. You know, it was like kind of in the middle between fitness and dance. And then it started to like move more towards dance. Mm-hmm. Because now it was about choreography. That, yes, you get a cardio workout. Yes, it's all that. But now I'm delivering this song. Right. So now the song became the center of my universe. Yeah. And then I started to tell that story. Huh. But it was that song that changed it all. So that was it. That was it. Because now I was like, I have to, this, this is the song that I have to do. And then I have to choreograph to each beat. Yeah. Specific to get whatever the song is doing. And that's when it changed, 1999. So I had started teaching in 94, my Latin class, but in 99, it took that, it took that change. And then also like a year later, I started choreographing for uh, three boys, three uh, Latin boys that were singing. And I, I had to put a show, like 11 songs together. And these guys were like very cute, but one could really dance, one could really sing, and one could do both. 
So I had to choreograph in between because it yeah. wasn't like they were all strong dancers, but they were all singers. So how's the music goes? The music has the verse and then it has the chorus and a bridge or a breakdown and then it repeats and then you have an ending and an intro. And so, so I started to do that because I did it for them so then they will remember the choreography. Okay, when the verse comes, we always do this. Mm-hmm. You know, this type of, this group of, and when the chorus comes. So then I was able to do a full song and that has been since then my, my signature. Nobody does that. Nobody choreographs your full song. And I love to tell the story from beginning to end because songs have a story. So yes, we're doing, you're moving, we're doing touch up, but we're telling the story. Like today, the story was about, I don't want to be silenced anymore. And I want to talk to the sky and we're stronger when we're together. You know, you you have to honor the song, you know, but in order to do that. So, so I, so that's when my class changed and became special. Mm-hmm. Or it was it was it was fun, but really special because then people could feel the sense of completion. Mm-hmm. A lot of most of dance is a little segment in the middle of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, this part is really good, and you just do like I mean, unless it's for a number, for a show, or for a. But if you go to a dance class, you just do a little part, which is good, but it's a little part. Right. And I go from the first beat to the last beat. I love that. And I love to, I love endings. I love, you know, very <laughs> stuff or, or walk away from things. Um, I love the, and have people really love to finish things, to feel like also the, the songs are also like life, right? It has like an evolution of like it starts and you complain or whatever. And then it gets better. And then you're like, oh. You're, you're good or like you walk away if it's bad love you're like fight 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 and then go away anything has that curve so when you're dancing that curve too feels very fulfilling mm-hmm. yeah so like, well, like you said it's it's telling a story and it's expressing yeah. I love that oh my goodness I'm gonna hire you for my music videos <laughs> so yeah so that's so that's what we so I do that and it's funny I have like people um, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I because I started teaching in '94, I still have students from '94 and my really? students from '99, and and most of my students are my age and older, and they've been with me the last 20 years. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's special because also you know, as we age, people stop moving, which is mm-hmm. because you know. But if you keep moving, we're like hot. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing that's really important about choreography is that it works your brain. And because you have to be thinking in the moment, you're not copying. You can copy my class. You have to, I teach it and I make you think what's happening. Mm-hmm. We repeat it. But when it, we're in it, it's too fast because it goes to different. It's not like, let's do 10 of this and then 10 mm-hmm. of this. It's tingy, 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 tingy. So, you can't copy. You have to be present and the thoughts have to start in your head. Because if yeah. you, I always say, if you go, I brain feet, it takes longer than brain feet. Mm. Right? So if you, if you go right and you go, oh, right, right. Like if I look and then go, it takes, it takes a second longer to process. Yeah. 
So the, this is a class where A, people have to be in the moment. I, it really helps for a lot through the years. <laughs> now it really helps, but where people have like issues at home, people like illnesses dealing with, because this is the only hour that you can't think about anything else. You really can't, I can't even think about it. Like if I'm teaching, it's my own choreography and I go, what am I gonna have for lunch? <laughs> I cannot even, I cannot even go, well, look at this guy. I just get lost. Yeah. So it forces you, I call it almost like dance meditation because you really have to be in the moment. And that makes you connect to the music and to your fellow dancers. And that energy created where you are all connected to the source is just, just magical. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very like spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. It is spiritual. I mean, it's not for everybody. Listen, there's people that love me and there's people that are like, oh, <laughs> always. And it's always about you connect with people that connect with you. That's the one thing about dance is I never dance. My history of taking class has always been about connecting to the teacher and not the class. Mm, mm-hmm. not the style. It was always being, God, I love this person or what they what they share or how yeah. I feel when I'm with them. And I have followed teachers. Never, never follow like, oh, I want to do, you know, this, and I'm just trying. It's always about the teacher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same with me. There's people that really love me and connect with my energy, and they stay and they will be. And there's other people that come and go. But, but I think that the, the most important thing is to connect to a person. Yeah. To the, to the teachers, and then, then you, you evolve from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. At least uh, it's what worked for me all these years. Well, connection on any level is vital for yes. humanity. So, and then when you add in, like, the energy from dancing and just that experience, like, yeah, of course, it's, it's going to be magical. So let's chat about where you are now with the dance, uh, your career, and, um, well, we kind of talked about teaching. So let's, let's, let's go to your career. All right, so I never pursued dancing professionally, A, because I came late, mm-hmm. 24, you know. Then I didn't have the training that at 24 other people of my age group had. I never even thought. Also, I was never skinny, so I never, all those things were like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I just teach because teaching, I can do it every day. I don't have to, whatever. And then it was funny. One person, one time, one of my students, when I probably said, oh, I'm sad that I never got to perform because I'm such a performer. I mean, whenever I could perform, I will be performing. Totally. I've been on stage many times, but not professionally. But, um, but my, my, that student said to me one time, it's like, well, you perform every day. I don't know why you say that because you have an audience, 20, 30 people, and you are dancing and talking and making us laugh. That's like performing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So then that, that need to be a performer went away because I felt like, okay, I have an, I have an audience every day. How lucky am I? Not every wow. performer has a performance uh, every day. So it was about, I was about 50 and an old friend that I haven't seen in a while calls me and he's like, hey, do you want to be on TV uh, dancing? And I was like, wait, is there a <laughs> question? 
He's like, no, you know, it was, remember when Despacito came out, the song Despacito? Mm -hmm. And it was such a hit. And he was anchoring Good Day LA. And he's like, I just want to bring you and you can do something. We'll talk about the song. And I went, ah, yeah, I'm there. I mean, at 50, you know what I mean? How many? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, when I was 30, that happened quite a bit. Uh-huh. 50, I was like, what? Sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. So I went with four of my students. And it was funny because as always it is, I go in and they look at me and the producers are like, oh, like there's like this disappointing face. <laughs> Like, oh, you're going to be just a couple of minutes. And then I'm on the air and they leave me like five and a half minutes. Because <laughs> I'm like, and I'm just like so happy because at this point, I don't give a care. Maybe this is the last time I'm doing this. I'm just going like, to rip it, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're older, you don't care. Well, how do I look? Because it's like this. If I'm like this, you're like, I don't care. So it was really fun. And it was, it was really like a good time. And I posted it on Facebook, and then this um, person that I know from my early days of dance at Edge, she's now uh, an agent. She has her own dance agency. And she liked it, and she was like, congrats, you look great. And then I went, maybe it's time I have an agent. I'm 50. I go, at this time, I don't have to be skinny, pretty, or young, because I'm neither. (laughs) This time... Somebody might want, you know, the mom or, you yeah. know, the fat lady in the background doing, you know. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, now it's so much more, um, you see so much different body types in, yeah. like, shows and things. I know when I, when in, in the 80s, the 90s here, 2000s, there was no way. Yeah. So I, I started to see some of my friends who are older, like, in shows, like, in La La Land, in this, uh, in that. And I went, I mean, if he can do it or she can do it, I can do it. So I sent an email to to this agent and I was like, I think it's time. And I was like, I had no idea. And she's like, yeah, I think you'll be great. And she signed me. So I was like, but it, again, it was like no stress because I had a career. I'm a manager. I teach my class. I have a life. This is just a dream. Yeah. That I never fulfilled and I never allow myself to go there. But this dream has a time now because now I'm the right person now, you know. So my first edition was terrible because I I needed a hip. I now have a new hip. I'm titanium. But at that time, I still had the, the hip was really bad and it was so weird because we were supposed to be like a call for older people, but they made us do all these crazy things on the floor and come up. I could not get up from the floor in one count. <laughs> no way. So it was a little embarrassing, but it was just exciting, you know, but I was embarrassed because my body wasn't with me, you know, like, um, but then I got my hip done three years ago. And then I get this call that it was supposed to be for grandmothers. And I was like, I ain't going. I mean, I, it's not like I don't, I have the age, I could be a grandmother, but you know, I have like black hair, well, painted, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so my boss is like, no, you go to all auditions, not to get it, but to be seen. It's like an introduction to people. Cause even if you're not good for this particular part, they know about you and they keep you in their mind. And I was like, fine, whatever. So I showed up and, you know, I, when I have to dance, I'm, I'm very excited. 
I'm exciting and excited. I just give my all. I get really into it. And I even, I think I, in that last one, I messed up on one particular point, but then I came back with so much energy and I was like, yeah. And they didn't cast me as the grandma, but they created a role for me because the director liked me so much that she made me Asherah, who in the Bible is God's first wife. Oh. So I went from nothing to God's wife. That's And really I was like, uh, it was like amazing, okay? Like I, I have like a headpiece and, and this is for transparent. Okay. Yeah, that's for transparent. Um, um, and it was just like the most amazing experience of my life. I almost if like, if I never have anything like that, that was just, okay, first, because I was a goddess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had a piece of like gold branches out of my head, but everybody was amazing. And the story was amazing. And the people were great. And it was very lovely. And it was just such a gift. Um, and then I did a couple of commercials. It wasn't like the same experience, but. You know, just even like getting a, a, an audition once in a while. Actually, I've, I, I booked an audition while like um, on the pandemic, close quarantine, which was interesting. But but it's always exciting because it's not, I'm not pursuing it as the thing. It's just like like a gift that comes from God, you know, to do that. Yeah. And such a, I, I love so much to dance and perform that. So I don't take it, at this age, I think it's, you know, that pressure of getting it or making it or being it, it's just gone. It's just like, hey, now it's just pure, you know, enjoyment. Yeah. You know, I, I remember there's a, there's a movie that was supposed to come in the summer, but I guess they keep postponing. It's called In the Heights. Uh, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda did the... It's, oh, it's yes. But they did it in a movie. So I went to the audition, which was crazy audition because it was like a hundred women... We were like age 35 and up, whatever. The choreography was so hard. It was, so hard. <laughs> it was crazy. It was almost stupid, ridiculous. Like nobody got it. Like I was watching everybody. We were all like, but I was remember like, in, like I was feeling like I was in the, one of the movies, like, you know, uh, a chorus line or like what, or one of those movies when they're in the audition and you have that really bad dancer in the audition in the movie. And I was like, I'm playing that part. <laughs> horrible dancer and I was so happy it's such a I was laughing because I was like this is my part in this one it's terrible and I can't and it was so funny because but what it was funny was like it they were like okay do the choreography on the end come and just do a, a do two icons of your own I it was terrible. I couldn't do anything. But then when it was the, the freestyle, I went forward. I did my Latin. I smiled. And I was like, okay, at least I didn't suck. <laughs> it was so bad. But it was really funny because I really felt like I was in like this. In Like my character was the one to be the worst. I love so that. you take it like that, it's just all enjoyment. Yes. You know, it's not like pain and suffering or or regret i mean one person that i know it's a friend of a friend she cried after and i was like why i mean it was impossible to do the, the choreography was ridiculous you know what i mean yeah um and i was like why would you cry just laugh i was laughing because i was like i can't do it i can't do any about that you know i yeah. just it was just stupid but but you know just getting that frame of the, the joy in the enjoyment 
and not anymore the you know being hard on yourself or at this point I am who I am not gonna change like that the court the you know the director for transparent she saw something in me and she created a character for me so yeah. you're supposed to be somewhere you'll be there and if not you're not you know so it's it when it when it that takes away then it's so it's so much fun yeah no stress you know yeah so, oh absolutely yeah. that's yeah enjoying it is the most yeah. important thing yeah totally yeah. all right it is time for our final five speed round questions off the top of your head what is your favorite style of dance to dance jazz 100 mm. yes what is your favorite style to teach my my class I love my oh, life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is, okay. What is one piece of advice for a young dancer wanting to become a professional? Well, first of all, a lot of kids nowadays are very super talented physic- physically. Like they know how to do tricks and things, but they are stuck on the physicality and there's no soul. There's mm-hmm. no spirit. There's no connection. There's no passion. It's like just watching like, almost a robot, like, a, you know, just do really amazing things. After the first 15 seconds of watching amazing things, when there's no soul or no passion in it, it just, you're just turn off. Yeah. So instead yeah. of just putting all that energy on trick, 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 it's about finding why you're dancing and why you're moving and why you want to be doing that. And um, because, you know, the competition, there's so much competition world, I, I don't, do any of that but it's just about tricks and getting points and and winning where dance weird when dance became a competitive thing instead of an art mm-hmm. you know what i mean like art is yeah. about feeling and connection right what's better picasso monet i mean that's just personal right yeah you can like either so but the kids with the competition learning about competition they just think about tricks and then, you know, working in a dance studio, a professional studio or something, it's just watching people move with great, you know, all the right things and no soul. Mm-hmm. And that is something that they need to, like, figure out how to not lose. Also, to be humble and to respectful and to take corrections. I was, I worked for a little bit for, with a flash mob and so excited to, to dance whenever you ask me like yes yes so they send you like music and the choreography and you gotta learn it and then you show up and it's two hours and then you go dance mm-hmm. and I will get there early on time know my choreography and the younger people the professional young people will come they didn't know it late rude and it was funny because um, the choreographer will put everybody all the young people in the front and then nobody knew it. And then I will always end being in the front. And people yeah. are like, oh, can I come from you? And you're like, dude, you, we all got the video at the same time. Why do you, why you can come? I mean, it was a pay gig. And it wasn't like little pay gig. How you come on, like, um, you know? Yeah. So that thing is, don't do that. Don't do that. People get tired really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of, <laughs> no, that's fine. That's awesome. It's important because I watch it, you know, and I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah, no. Okay. Um, 
what is one post-dance class or show self-care practice? Oh, well, I wish I had a bathtub. I don't, but I have an amazing shower. So a really hot, bubbly, salty, scrubby shower. I sweat a lot, so I'm very sweaty. So showers are always my thing. But mostly it's about to sleep. I sleep a lot. That's nice. my self-care. I, I sleep like nine to 11 hours a day. Oh my God. I'm jealous. I have insomnia right now. So I'm super jealous. But... I mean, I sleep 10 hours normally and I maybe take a 20 minute nap every day. I'm telling okay. I need to get on your wavelength. <laughs> and then lastly. That's, that's trainable, by the way. Sleeping is trainable. Really? All right. We should chat. Yeah. Um, number five, do you plan to create any more dance styles in the future? You know, I don't know. I, I think that what it is, is that my bass dance is my bass, but every song takes me in a different direction, mm-hmm. even though I use some of all, all the same steps, but it feels like every song is different. I don't plan to create something new because I love what I have and what I've created and um and but who knows I don't know the future I mean I don't have a plan for it but if it becomes something that turns me on or makes me go there I just see the evolution of my class through the years so it keeps evolving it keeps changing so I keep changing so it changes with me maybe not the name or maybe not the stuff but the, every every song is a different story and tells a different story. So I feel like creativity com- continues, even if it's not a flip like huge. But yeah. I feel like I'm never in one place. It's always fluid. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Irene. You're so oh my god, you're so inspiring, and like you're just such a bright light. Like truly, just thank you for showing up in the world exactly as you are. You're absolutely amazing. I can't wait to chat again. Fam, if you're in the LA area, check out Irene's classes once the pandemic is over. Um, Until then, Irene is offering classes on Zoom, so definitely check those out. Dance is such a good self-care practice for the mind, the body, and the soul. Like Just getting out of the head and into the body is huge, especially when there's so much stress going on. Um, you can connect with Irene on social media. She's on Facebook and Instagram at Chacha Queen, and her YouTube channel is Irene's Dance Fusion. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed your time today. Please take a minute to press that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Google Play. And if you liked today's episode, please rate and leave a review. It would mean so much to me and it helps more listeners like you find this podcast. You can connect with our guests and myself on social media. All of our information and more is listed in the description of this episode. I'm your host, Senya. See you next time. Oh,